it's not even in the same stratosphere, right? You go to a booth, someone tells you about a product, you move on to the next one, right? And you take some stuff home, right? You know, a couple notebooks for the kids and it's boring, right? This is a production. This is an experience because this is an experience. Just to get here and you have, you know, the different stages, the different types of people, the different generations that are here. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing, amazing, amazing event, you know, in just one location. And I, I would say it's it's never boring. And now, your podcast hosts, Andre and Christian. Welcome to Connecting for Future, the podcast where we discuss the ways in which we build a better tomorrow. I'm your host, Christian Kösling, and with me is my co-host, Andre Brusiak. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. And also, we are here at the OMR event in Hamburg. With us is Eric Ocasio from the U.S. Army. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. How are we doing? Hey, Eric. We're doing great. And I... I still remember when we met here last year at Omar 22. Now it's uh, one year later. So what's your first impression at Omar day one? Oh, day one has been amazing, right? So um, I've been looking forward to this for 364 days. Um, and it finally it's finally here. I woke up this morning a little excited. Um, and then, yeah, so showing up here here at the red stage with Vodafone. One, thank you for, uh, Christian, for you uh, making sure that we got here. Um, no, it's been great. I mean, the the buzz, the energy, it's, it's, it's a lot more uh, enthusiastic than it was last year because, you know, we're on the eve of COVID and all of that. But day one so far has been incredible. So, And compared to last year, Eric, what's, what's your feeling on... The whole energy, if somebody just knows like a tech expo from army style, right? What's the difference as of an OMR event? Oh, it's not even it's not even in the same stratosphere, right? So you have your tech expo, you go to a booth, someone tells you about a product, you move on to the next one, right? And you take some stuff home, right? The swag bag, you know, a couple notebooks for the kids and it's boring, right? This is a production. This is an experience, um, so I would say to anyone that is out there, especially as we go on to OMR 24, or if you're listening right now and you can still make it here, get here um, because this is an experience um, just to get here. And you have, you know, the different stages, the different types of people, the different generations that are here. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing, amazing, amazing event, you know, in just one location. And I, I would say it's it's never boring. Yeah, right. exactly. I mean, my favorite today was just talking to people, right? The people you already knew, new people, talking about some, some tech stuff, talking about latest developments and all that. So uh, what do you th what's your feeling? There are 70,000 people here, uh, and I, I think you can get overwhelmed by all this information, all these people. Yeah, how, how do you focus? How do you have a plan for yourself? I, I think you just come in with that without a plan. Right. Just be open to the idea of talking to anyone and everyone about everything. Right. Because it's kind of cool. So I talked to, um, you know, Uli today. Right. CIO. Right. Of Vodafone. And then I talked to a kid that was making a podcast on his phone by the bathroom. Right. So that you have that range of someone that's still trying to figure it out and has all that energy. Then you have someone that's extremely senior and respected and, and all of that and everyone in between. Like you two gentlemen. Right. Myself, you know, that we, we have our, our podcasts and we're, we're in this marketing space now. And, you know, we're marketing ourselves. We're marketing our podcasts and, and, and all of that. So, yeah, the, the energy and the, the, the range of experience 
you know, is, is amazing as you, as you walk the grounds here. Right. And Eric, you also have your own podcast. What's it like if somebody listens and hears like a podcast? Is it easy? You just like record something and then it just works? Or what's, what's, what's the thing with doing podcasts? So are you asking me what the magic is? Right. I don't know. Tell that us about the magic. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's about just trying things, right? Um, I know when we first started out with our podcast, and so my podcast is Leadership is Tricky. Um, and before that, I had a podcast um, that was just geared towards um, military, army, civilians, and telling them how to navigate their careers, right? And what we found is that even though we talked about a lot of topics, um, what they were asking for was leadership, um, and so that's how Leadership is Tricky was born. You know, it's me and my buddy Stephen Alec, who is my co-host. Um, we, we were sitting in a car in the UK and we said, hey, why don't we start a podcast? So we just recorded it and we posted it. It was terrible. Right. It was terrible. No one listened to it. The quality was was it was horrible. Um, but what we did is we reached out to some some mentors, some other people that were in this space that were doing it. And we said, hey, um, can you just help us? We got started and then we just started posting material. The first few episodes were they were pretty good, well received. But what I found was it's like the more authentic you are on a topic. Right. Not 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 to say that you have to be um, the most skilled or knowledgeable on a topic, but just be authentic and be vulnerable. Right. And I think people that are listening to you, they will, um, you know, gravitate towards that. So I, I think we just tried different things. Right. We tried CEOs, VPs, normal people. Um, but what we found was there were two types of topics and people that gravitated. Women um, in tech or women in um, senior roles and sharing their experiences really resonated with a lot of the marginalized or stigmatized um, women that are out there, right? So we were getting a lot of folks listening in to those episodes and then coming back to listen again. So we have the analytics and data to, to prove that. The second one was just vulnerable topics, right? Me and Steve, we talked about fatherhood one day, right? We talked about our firstborns, hmm. right? There's, there's fathers out there that, that related to that and were writing us and telling us, oh, that's great. Tell me more about that, right? So I would say even for you guys, right? You guys are starting out. It's just try it. Right. You don't have to hit a home run every episode. You don't have to hit a home run right out the gate. Keep creating content. Be authentic. Be vulnerable. And people will listen. Yeah. Great advice, Eric. Uh, actually, I remember, Christian, when we thought about our our core topic, Connecting for Future. And it took us some time to come up with a, you know, a topic that's easy to understand, uh, but but still kind of intellectual right so so how was leadership is tricky born was it was it a one shot or was it also did it take you some time to no so come it's, in no so it's a great question right so um me and steve and uh others we were always talking to a lot of our subordinates right our employees or um, we would do mentorship sessions with mentees and we were sitting there one day and i was thinking about it. i was like you know we have so many different types of problems that we talk about all of the time, but individual with individual people. Right. And I was like, and none of this shit is easy. Oh, I don't know if I can curse, but okay. But, um, well, we can cut any time. Right. So perfect. <laughs> Go ahead. No, but keep that in there. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But so we would, we sat there and I said, you know what? Leadership is just tricky. Right. And then I was like, 
oh, that's it. That's that it, was huh? my aha moment. Yeah. Is like because it was just in that moment we said, yeah, leadership is just tricky. It's hard, um, and it's it's never ending, right? It's this constant cycle of growth. So it stuck. Um, and then yeah, a friend of mine, Gemma, so she keeps calling it lit, right? It hasn't stuck. I like saying the whole thing. Leadership is tricky because it is. Absolutely. Well, lit lit resonates with another word I have in my mind, but that's a different story, actually. Okay. <laughs> in the background, you can already feel the music, right? So this is what I like. And thank you for coming to the OMI. Yeah. And you also took a lot of people from Wiesbaden. So that's always, it's it, it makes so much fun, right? So we just went to the food court in the afternoon and we had a gin tasting. We were not expecting something like that. Can you? You did what? A gin tasting, really? right? Can you wow. talk a little bit about it? Like, what's your experience on that? So I'm going to tell you, it was the weirdest, funnest thing I've ever done, right? So it starts with a B, right? So but, but what, I, what I figured out, though, the, what I liked the most about it was it was an experience with a purpose, Right. So I know we went for the gin tasting, but there was it was all about how the bees protect the planet. We have to protect the bees. If not, we are all going to die. I, yeah. I think that was the message. Right. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, but I'm pretty sure it is. But um, yeah, but just going through it, these folks that were um, taking us through the experience were so passionate about what they were doing. that You could respect it. You could love it and you can just laugh at it, you know, with them and be a part and be immersed in that experience that I went back and showed my wife and my daughter when I went back to the hotel room and I showed them the videos and was like, hey, this was done with a purpose. Right. And I can get behind that. So if anyone out there, you can uh, learn about how we protect bees. I will tell you after this experience, I'm all in. Right. We got we got to protect them. So. It was a great experience. And this is also, Andre, why we made Connecting for Future, right? So we, are, we, we can do, everybody can do some impacts. Um, and in the global organization with Vodafone, and we also learn a lot of topics. And we were sitting down and we were talking about, like, what can we actually do? How can we protect the planet? How can we do water monitoring? How can we do all those great stories, Andre, right? Yeah, I mean, what we th feel actually is that there are a lot of challenges in this world, Eric, and um, I think they can be met by all of us together, right? So we have to right. come up yeah. with solutions. And we, I mean, we're in the tech space, right? And for us, tech is not the purpose for itself, but it needs to be implemented and it needs to be used for something Uh, useful and that's why we want to have a communication around how can technology actually help face our, our problems or challenges we, we currently have talking about technology a little bit more that there's a big hype around generative AI and, and chat GPT and the like right now what is your view on it is it the hype is it there to stay what what's in it for you what do you uh, think so I, I think it's here to stay right so anyone mm. that is confused about that it, it's not going away right it's a capability that we can use um, to make things a lot more streamlined make things a lot better so I, I use chat GBT every day I have conversations with my AI I enjoy it because I'm learning so much right it's accelerating my growth and my uh, my thirst for knowledge um, it, you know it's, it's satiating that so it's it's great um, now I think that as we start to learn it more and that it's, as it matures, there could be some bad that's done with it, but I think there's more good, right? It's the same. It's like the early stages of the internet, right? We all thought, uh, what's this thing that's coming? Um, it's never going to grow to where it's at today where we have high-speed internet, 
but the reality is is like we can't live without it now right you know as anyone that has kids you don't see your kids until the internet goes out right then they just show up like oh what happened like zombies right but i think with chat gpt um in your personal life i think it could help you accelerate some uh, knowledge gaps and then in the workplace right it helps you be able to streamline processes and then take your workforce and reinvest them to really think about complex ideas and how we can use the tools at our disposal right to make the routine routine and make the complex something that you reinvest intellectual horsepower into so for those out there that you know are against ai and you know machine learning and all of these things is like it's coming right the the human imagination has brought it to us right the the thirst for knowledge and to to solve solutions like you were talking about a little earlier with technology it's here and it can help us do a lot of things i think in the future all those things that we've been struggling with right i can and i'm just speculating here right but i think that cures for certain diseases i think ai can help us accelerate some of that um things that have been hard for us to code or teach or whatever the case may be chat gpt can help us do that um and then i don't have to listen, read poorly written emails anymore <laughs> right or memos right hey before you send it to me run through chat gpt let me take a look at it right <laughs> so, right? so, so how, do you, how do you tool. figure out how to use it do you just try things out and then understand how it works and, and take it from there or what's your approach to using technology I, I would probably one statement be curious right let curiosity drive how you want to use this thing right if you have a question ask it right if you have a thought run it through there right have a conversation right because you're only teaching yourself right so I, that's what i would say just be curious um and and don't go in denial because it'll leave you behind right um, so, yeah. And I guess we also have to control it a little bit, right? So I, I, I'm pretty sure you saw the pictures of former President Trump got arrested, right? So, like, what are your thoughts about security, cybersecurity? How can we be protective about Yeah, AI? I mean, it's, you know, cybersecurity. I mean, even before chat GPT, was, it's always been a struggle, hmm. right? You know, you have to, as, if you're an organization or a company, you have to invest in cybersecurity and defense, right? And you have to have defense in-depth layers of security, right? And that starts with training your people, right? Because that's inside a threat is probably the biggest uh, threat we have to our networks and to our organizations. But with ChatGPT, I know you said contain it or control it. I don't know that we, you need to control it, right? I think mm. you need to let people experiment and figure things out, right? And then find use cases for it that benefit your organization, You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah, cause control, I mean, deep fake is it's a real thing, right? It, right. And people have been doing it for years that's now. That's true. And it's hard to tell, right? There was this picture of the Pope. I don't know if you saw that. Okay. And <laughs> I, I thought it's real, actually. I didn't think about it. And now, now I'm kind of, when I see pictures, I think about it and I ask myself, is it real or can it be fake or whatever? But you have to have a second look i guess huh? right i mean it's no different than when we had newspapers sure. or magazines right how did we know that the picture was real yep. we didn't know yeah. right when photoshop came out i could put my head on a camel right <laughs> <laughs> but so i would just say to everyone that's out there right social media the internet newspapers use your own critical thought right make decisions for yourself right use your own judgment Right. Because I, I tell my kids and I'm going to tell everyone out there is like, don't believe everything you see. 
don't believe everything that you hear right validate it or use use your judgment right because yeah so so that's what i would just leave it at that is you know it's it's here it's it's here to stay there's going to be some bad actors out there they're going to do some bad things right but you have to use your judgment you know when you're looking at content out there there are a lot of young people also listening to our podcast and we we tend to ask the question what would your top one advice be for young leaders or people who want to be leaders what's the advice from your side for young people yeah so um i would tell them is to invest invest in the activity of leadership right because leadership you know you can be in a role of authority right whether it's formal informal depending on where you're at in the organization right you could be the guy in the mail room you have all authority about who gets that mail hmm. right everyone needs you right so you have all full authority but when you're in a position of authority and you invest in the activity of leadership, right, the style of leadership, the, your core values and living those values and living those beliefs and being authentic, being vulnerable and taking care of people. If you invest in that activity over time, you can become a great leader. So the, the first step to get to that point is to invest. Go to the leadership seminars, seek out a coach, seek out a mentor, seek out someone that's going to advocate for you. For you to grow within the company, organization, community, whatever it is that you want to be a leader in, right? But one, don't be in, don't be scared to just dump in the deep end, right? You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes, um, but it's okay. That's all part of growth, right? And that's a part of maturing to realize that you made a mistake and you learn from it, right? You continue to move on. But that, that would be for, for any young professional leader person out there that's listening is just invest in the activity. That's a cool advice, right? It would like. That's also your favorite leadership style? Is it like the coaching style as you just described? So so I've kind of changed. Um, so I used to be very focused on you're going to do it my way, right, mm. when I was younger in my 20s, right? Because I, I was thrusted into leadership positions early. Um, and I've always felt like because I played sports, right, that I, I was just a natural leader, right? So my leadership style now is more the adaptive leadership, right, is focusing on all the squishy stuff, mm. Right. To get after complex issues. So like if us three here had an, something we wanted to solve, I would mobilize us, get us moving. And then I would step away so I can go focus on another issue and I'll let you guys continue with the work. Right. But with all of that, I'm there to help you through that change. Right. Um, those levels of disequilibrium or chaos that you guys are running through. I'm, I'm there to help you learn from how we're, how we're how, as we get through this. Um, yeah. And then. Really, my purpose, though, is to serve. Right. So I'm serving my community. I'm serving the people that are under my care. But that's my leadership style. Right. Is the adaptive leadership. Right. With a focus on serving the people under my care. So that's that's really what it is. Awesome. Yeah. You're just a great guy, Eric, because people can learn a lot of stuff. Right. Listening to your podcast just because of military. If I think about military, Andre, it's about telling people. Right. Don't ask. Just tell. Directive leadership. And now you're talking about different style of leadership. I think we're in a different age, right? I, I will tell you, um, COVID um, and going through that period of change accelerated a lot of things. Like the, the old way of thinking doesn't work any longer. I mean, you guys probably know trying to get people back in the workspace. There's one question they ask. Why? Right. You've been productive for two years at home and now you're telling me you need to come back in. The reason we're asking people to come back in is selfish. It's because we're paying for buildings. We're paying utilities. 
right? It's, it's, it's affecting the bottom line because we have to keep this infrastructure, right? Well, that's not my problem as an employee. It's not their problem, right? That's my problem to solve. But if they're being productive, right, that's what I want to focus on. I want to focus on their productivity. And if they're not being productive, I want to focus on why they're not being productive. It could be, you know, changes in their environment, right? Because COVID, child care, bills, someone might have got sick and lost their job, resources, whatever it is that's influenced them outside of the job is affecting their performance. And that's what we should be focusing on because times have changed. You know, we can't we can't focus and just be the the authoritarian, you know, hey, you're going to do it my way. You're going to do it my way. Well, people are voting with their feet. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm when I'm walking around and seeing job sites, we have a problem. Right. Because hmm. they want to leave. Right. So my job is to coach, mentor, inspire to keep them where we're at and let's work through it together. So, yeah. And we're seeing that in the military now. Right. We, we have a big retention problem. Um, you know, trying to get people to come in and we have a huge problem of retaining talent, you know, because you've got companies like yours that are taking our talent. Right. Because you're paying them more um, and got it. You know, you don't get into this whole military game for um, for the pay. Right. You get to for the, for the service piece of it. But yeah, we, we have to change as leaders across the board, no matter what industry you're in, because things aren't you know, times aren't the same. Yeah, And I think adaptability is the key. Right. Because some people need another leadership style and others. And also, when you say some people come to the office, some don't, I think there's always a personal piece around it that leaders need to understand. So so really, what are you focusing on, right? Do you want to focus on seeing someone and that gives you the sense that they're working? Or do you want to focus on the productivity and not seeing them, right? Because with my team, I gave them an option. I was like, you know, how do you want to work? I want to telework. Okay, great. How do you want to work? The next person, right? Well, I want to be in the office because there's a distraction at home, right? For me, I personally want to be at home. Like, I love my family, but my kids don't care <laughs> that I'm working. They just know that daddy's home, right? So I, I can't work through that. I have to be focused. Um, so I get energy from being in the office um, and still being in my bubble. But I trust my people. I don't need to see them to know that they're they're, they're working, right? You see that in projects being exactly. closed out. Yeah, that's true. Quick fire round. Uh oh. What's your favorite book? Twenty One Laws of Leadership. What's your favorite music? Rap first, R and B um, second. What's your favorite sports? Basketball and golf. We have to play some golf with, with Eric then. <laughs> yeah, we should. So, boat or car? Car. I'll take the boat then. <laughs> Ever since Titanic, I'm afraid of water. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Thank you so much, Eric. And um, what are your main Or three top takeaways from the OMI event? I think one is meaningful connections that are being made. Um, I've met some great people out here, and we've already been exchanging uh, messages. Uh, two is don't focus on the cost because you can't put a price on memories. I've heard people talk about the expensive hotels or the flights and all of that. Um, ex take the experience. Don't put a price on memories. And I think the third one is just like just this fantastic podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely hanging out with you guys. But uh, but I would say for the third one, though, is it's just it's just the talking to folks and just, you know, experiencing and learning from others is the third one. And it's been nice. Perfect. Thank you, Eric. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much. And last but not least, Andre, what are your takeaways from the OMR? Curious about what's coming up tomorrow. And I think, um, yeah. 
It'll be interesting. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Connecting for Future from the OMI event in Hamburg, Germany, one of the world's largest events for digital marketing and technology. We'll be back next shortly with more insights into the world of technology. Please hit the follow button to stay ahead of our future episodes. All the best and take care, you podcast hosts, Andre and Christian. <laughs>